to. Okay. All right, we are recording. Good morning. Good morning. Well, good good afternoon. Good evening. Yeah, <laughs> it looks so bright and green. Uh, you know, it, it is amazing. It's just I yeah. wish that that those who are listening to the podcast <laughs> could see and and maybe one day we can actually bring the video really to uh, for people we have such different <laughs> background actually this would be a great photo to post so just for those who are sure. now listening right like so Renee I, I'm seeing this beautiful green setting with tall trees you have an amazing garden it's yeah. like the whole forest really i don't think that this is the garden uh, you know it, it's it's a it's, a, it's really it's it is it's it's a it's, it's a, a park. park it's um it's our own little sort of oasis and yeah. things have just popped this last week um and before you could kind of see beyond into the horizon you could actually see our, our neighbors um place and now it's just enclosed our entire house yeah. um, in this very vibrant green um, that mm -hmm. I think, you know, is, is a call of, of newness and, and freshness. And of course that green changes over, over the course of the summer and that, but really enjoying just the backdrop of it and the smell of just fresh rain and just this new, new life it's really wonderful it's, really, it's really really amazing it's mm -hmm. i can almost feel it well when i focus on smell it's a slightly different <laughs> where i am because yeah. i mean what i'm seeing in the screen and what you're seeing is just gray walls uh, so i'm hiding in a, a room that used to be a dark room because uh, yeah. uh, like in a village uh, where there is also green, a lot of green. Uh, sure. However, the, you know, like the people are moving and I don't really have my private space for recording the podcast. So it's such a contrast to see the grayness here. And because this room is not really used that much, so there is this stale s smell mm. as well, right? Like mm. a bit of dust uh, coming from outside. And, mm. and I'm thinking, well, this is exactly what is the contrast of life, you know, like, and, and um, bringing the practice where, you know, <laughs> let's, where let's embrace the you. moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the, there's a common element too, right? You had mentioned that there are birds and, and ducks and perhaps some geese around. And yes. we've also got a lot of birds and um that as well so they might be joining us in the background if our listeners are are hearing um some little chirps and some sort of animal conversations happening uh it's because they're they're more than welcome to join <laughs> absolutely we have live audience yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and nevertheless it's really inspiring uh to to see this contrast and mm -hmm. and you know playing with with the elements as well you know like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm in the gray and you're in the green <laughs> and so let's see where yeah. where this contrast takes us uh, today we are actually um, uh, going to look into the topic of mindful circles which mm -hmm. has been on our minds for a couple of months now now well even earlier right but in terms of the content uh, 
and and in general what we are um, uh, in showing the desire to to share with the coaches and mm. see where potential growth in learning is um, is this topic how to really work um, with groups and bringing mindfulness and coaching in the group setting that's right that's right into the into the larger community or rather bringing the community into coaching um, yes. and exactly. um, and all the elements that it requires it requires a shift um, from coaching from one on one to coaching with a group it's almost a different mindset different mm-hmm. approach there's fundamental things that are the same that that link and ground but there are also fundamental differences as well and i think it's important to to touch on those and mm-hmm. to explore what that looks like yeah and um, it's just a, a brief uh, uh, context maybe for those who don't know mm-hmm. us because we actually met in in that kind of we started the, our first project so to say right with with a mindful circle it's actually the program um, that you initiated mm-hmm. and uh, it's it was called mindful mothers and mm-hmm. uh, so Recently, I was talking to someone because I've been trying to to find more coaches to um, animate mm-hmm. uh, different groups, and I've been meeting different obstacles. And I was talking to one person uh, about that um, uh, that I'm I'm finding it uh, that in order for the community to grow, there really needs to be uh, more. Uh, different community uh, mm-hmm. leaders or coaches that animate different groups right mm-hmm. and and she just managed to to really bring one topic and say you really need to have someone who is deeply interested in working with a community because seemingly mm-hmm. there is no financial reward there there is no um it's kind of like a specific outcome that you get mm-hmm. but when just the desire of working with the community and I remember that we were when we were talking and you said you know I really have this desire to start something that is for mothers and mm-hmm. and maybe uh, call the session mindful mothers so can you share a little bit from your perspective what what, what is that drive to work with the community yeah maybe? well I'm bringing bringing us back now how many how many years have you six years already I think five or six years um and I was just transitioning into motherhood at that time um and so it had been um you know I've been working in leadership for 20 years or so at that point and um transitioning from career into motherhood I felt was was a big was a big step um you know for my mother's maybe generation she may have transitioned from motherhood into a career um and so for me it was really the the other way um and i think that transition um spoke to what one of my fundamental needs were at that time um and that was really about connecting with with other women who are going through perhaps something very similar um perhaps women who could um shed some light on different aspects of of motherhood in in a more community setting um and just this idea of of bringing mindfulness into it um because i i feel as though you know motherhood 
can also be very demanding. As it is rewarding, it also can be very demanding. Your time is not your own, um, and you're there of service to to your children and to the family. Um, and so it it created a, sh a shift in me because as my career was, I was doing it to really serve my, serve myself in my own career ambitions and perhaps those that I was working with. But it's a different shift. And I think mindfulness um, really allowed me to be more grounded in connecting with sort of the true nature of, of motherhood. Um, and just as in coaching, you find your own style, your own approach. As a mother, you do that same thing. So as much as I was going through professional development and trying to grow in that area, I wanted to also connect that sort of sense of growth to being a mom. Um, and I felt like mindfulness could do that in a, in a very authentic way. Um, in a way that allowed me to do it at the pace that was healthy for me. Um, and then also connect with other, other individuals in the community who are perhaps going through different aspects of motherhood who also would love to have that connection um, within the community um, based around meditation, based around the ebbs and flows of motherhood, um, and just to be able to do some sharing, I think the connecting and the sharing was really what kind of brought those into into focus when we really started with yes, mindful mothers. And, and I know that also having a background as a social worker, and mm -hmm. you also were part of another community as well that you were building mm -hmm. um, uh, with your partner, right? Like in mm -hmm. in uh, in the suburbs of Beijing as well. That's so. Right. Um, I know that there is just innately, it seems that there is this drive to connect and to share, mm -hmm. right? Like that's what I'm hearing and mm -hmm. that it's almost not, not a question, right? Like uh, the desire to, to bring people along, right? Right. Is, right. is that what it is? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it is. It's about being able to, to build something and create something or rather co-create something um, together with, with others. And, um, and it's, it's been really wonderful to see how Mindful Mothers has, has grown over the years. Because Lita, you had, you had stepped in in the, most, in the most powerful way to be able to, to hold that group, um, as well as, um, you know, I had two, sort of two boys back to back. And it was just, it was, you know, it could be a lot in terms of, you know, how, where we spend our, our, our time. Um, and to see that group in that community um, really flourish and really connect with each other and to see the depths that it went was just so encouraging. Um, and, you know, sometimes as, as mothers, you sometimes maybe feel also a bit, maybe a bit isolated, maybe not for all. But you're, you know, not connected with really as much with your work community. Um, your purpose of doing your career is shifted, um, and now all of a sudden things are changing, and and that's that's good. And but what does that look like? And I think having um, a group or you know a community of 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 women that you could really lean on and and you know they could listen and just share um, in a really neutral space um, is just one of those most powerful gifts I think that um, we can give and 
create as a community. Um, of course, being in a new country, I was sort of new-ish to, to Beijing, having only been there a few years. Um, but all of a sudden, you're kind of taken out of your cultural context. Um, and I think that was also another motivator to want to get connected, um, was having some sort of common ground to be able to connect on and having, you know, shared values through mindfulness um, so that we could, you know, act as mothers in a way that's beautiful and rich and authentic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that time when, uh, when you were suggesting, and now, I mean, I have uh, animal companions that I, yeah. from time to time, call my children as well. Yeah. Uh, however, I remember so much shyness and kind of like sense of being, not being authentic because I didn't mm-hmm. have the experience, right? Like, so th- this is actually the first time I feel that I have... Uh, got into um, doing something that I couldn't quite uh, completely share that common humanity, right? So I was, mm-hmm. I'm a daughter, uh, and and uh, maybe from that perspective, so all I could do is to refer to who I was as a child. So that was mm-hmm. a really unique experience, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, thinking about mindful circles and what it takes to create one, um, mm. this is one of the, the, the learning lessons where I would say it's actually you don't necessarily need to belong, mm-hmm. um, especially when it comes with mindfulness. It is applicable to uh, all facets of life. So right. as, as someone who is animating the group and let's say being a coach, and as, as we say in coaching, you don't have to have the experience in order to be able to coach someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, on contrary, right? Like sometimes can right. even be uh, beneficial because you give different perspective and, and kind of like we don't get trapped in the mm-hmm. story too mm-hmm. much, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. So I I remember that that was a, a, a bit of discomfort, uh, to be honest, and then a surprise when I realized how it was working, that actually the mothers that were getting along were more and more realizing that, yes, uh, motherhood and mindfulness are, are combining and connecting mm. all, but actually they were there as human beings, as someone mm. who was saying... I'm not here because I want only to be someone for my child. I mm-hmm. actually want to be there for myself. And that mm-hmm. was really what, what, what was so, so beautiful and so strong, strong connection for the community. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's, um, and, you know, with, with mindful circles, there could be a number of different topics that get brought up that are, Un, unknown to the, the 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 coach who's who's brought the circle together, um, because we we always we know innately that the the group or the coaches have the answers inside of them, right? We are facilitating the um, the peeling back of awareness of what those those answers and clarity are so that they can then come to a space of acceptance and, and, and an action ultimately. Um, but yeah, to your point, I mean, we may not be experts in, in all those topics, but to be well-versed in how to bring a group into that space is 
is fundamental. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, as, uh, again, from a coaching perspective, you often talk about team coaching. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, in this uh, sense, it's basically um, mindful circles are, are really um, an open invitation for mm -hmm. a drop-in for whoever would like to sit together, mm -hmm. right? And and there is another class that I have been animating a little bit more longer than Mindful Mothers, and that's Mindful Monday. So it's mm -hmm. an evening class um, at the beginning of the week. Uh, and um, I, I really learned so much about what it takes for people to feel connected. And, mm -hmm. and to be honest, often it, it is silence. And mm -hmm. just feeling the feeling safe in just that aspect of sitting together, and this is where my understanding is that actually, uh, when creating the community, something has to be common. Mm -hmm. um, is, is right, like somewhere we do need to connect, and it's either the skill or or uh, some common purpose uh, is is the binding, um, mm -hmm. let's say, link that enables the community to grow. And when people show up over a period of time uh, and, and sit with, with that common understanding that this purpose connects us, mm -hmm. there's such a potent energy that, that appears. Mm -hmm. um, uh, that there is this sense of, uh, uh, of intimacy and, and the desire to know each other. And it was so interesting at the beginning when I was doing that. Um, people would come to me with gratitude and say, thank you so much for what you're doing for the community mm -hmm. and, and how much you're contributing. And, um, you know, there was a very odd uh, element there because I personally didn't really feel part of that community because mm -hmm. I was animating and facilitating or coaching the process. But after the class would be finished, they would leave. And it was only afterwards that I realized that they continued to actually be connected outside of these, mm. these circles. And uh, so with deep gratitude for, for all the, the mindfulness that, that it brought me, I actually learned mm. about what it really means to be in the community. Because I saw it a little bit at the beginning like as a task. Right mm -hmm. here, I am. I am teaching actually people how to use mindfulness. And mm -hmm. soon, because I, I am a coach, uh, that teaching was actually turned into coaching. It's a lot of questions, inquiries, in, inspiring people to dig deeper into the, the, the space. And uh, uh, it was really only with mindful mothers uh, mm -hmm. that that knowledge and awareness really landed. Uh, mm -hmm. into understanding like because that was the first time when there was the second commonality and that is motherhood mm -hmm. and witnessing that power was really really um, uh, inspiring mm -hmm. that is that is amazing and you know often we'll we'll hear of of coaches who um 
who are a leadership coach or who are um, a wellness or a life coach. And um, if they, if they have circles, you know, so oftentimes it might be around that aspect of, of their coaching um, in many ways. Um, but the, the attractor to bring people together, I think is, is very similar, right? If you're interested in the aspect of, of wellness, you will come and be part of that. The aspect of perhaps leadership or other elements. There's so many, different possibilities yoga yoga practices right oh i mean there's just endless and you know it's it's everyone i think walks away with that sense of um not being an island feeling feeling connected um no matter sort of what the the magnet is that that attracts Mm -hmm. people together um but to be able to even bring in that idea of of mindfulness and meditation something happens on a on a, on a very deep level there yes yeah mm. um and that uh, the, there is vulnerability uh, so mm-hmm. the, the, there is certain um elements also there is um, a, a person who is uh, especially active uh, in the mindfulness community which I, mm-hmm. I i really like his approach and the way how he teaches um, David Trelevan, um, mm. fellow Canadian. So mm. he does trauma sensitive uh, mindfulness. Um, and uh, it, it's really beautiful how much he brought, I think, to mindfulness practitioners on what we really need to be aware of, how far mindfulness really takes us. Because mm. different people are attracted to mindfulness. Sometimes these circles, right, like will be people because they want more focus, sometimes mm. more calm. With mm. mothers, it was because they wanted to be better parents, right? Mm. Um, and and maybe anger uh, was the, the commonality there. It's like feeling mm. really uh, wanting to go beyond... Um, raising the voice when when talking to the child or managing their own anger and and also their own irritations with not having enough space right like as you know <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's probably one one biggest thing about motherhood um, or parenthood in general um, and what element that he brought uh, for me or, or that um, program is actually going into a different layer as well. When we enter into a room, into a space, a physical space, let's say it's face-to-face. These days, mm. be- because of corona, we are kind of like doing all different kind of circles. But mm. when it is about the actual space or even mm. retreats, right? Entering the room and processing, uh, like finding the safe spot, the place mm. where my seat is going to feel right Mm -hmm. Uh, using the the seat that is provided in a space we all have our own meditation cushions and and the way Mm -hmm. how we are used to meditate some people will feel safe sitting against the wall some people Mm -hmm. will sit feel safe not being in the circle Mm -hmm. but sitting outside and observing and like how do you welcome people what kind of light is there the smell, um, how do you communicate before people enter that space so that you know that actually this vulnerability and silence are welcome, right? 
All of that goes inside because it's so easy to trigger trauma. And then as we are sharing in the circle as well, some people will be sharing their experiences which can actually trigger someone else's experience that is also a little bit more emotional than they would want. So all of these aspects are, are part of the mindful, mindful circle. It's, um, it really requires um, a, a skill or an awareness of, of how far can mindfulness uh, go mm. and, and how deep can it uh, take us into awareness and, mm-hmm. and how do we manage multiple uh, participants and have the awareness when someone is going into silence as the, as the sign of trigger or over talking as a sign of trigger and so on mm-hmm. so uh, absolutely and and you know through through the the, the program that, that we're going to be um, launching it's going to really talk about these aspects right it's going to really touch on and go deeper into these these elements of what to be aware of and and how to how to hold the group um and you know and and how to do it so that it's all in harmony and in, and in balance together um because as perhaps of those who have done facilitating it's it's Similar, but not similar. I mean, it's similar in a sense that you have to read the group. You have to be able to understand the dynamics. You have to understand how one impacts the other. This idea of the collective unconscious, how how that influences the space and the, the dynamics. Um, and so it's it's about being able to take, if for those of you that do the one-on-one coaching, taking that experience and then multiplying your coaches, so to speak, um, to say whatever you're you're aware of within a one-on-one coaching session, you have to become that much more aware of the layers within a coaching circle um, to be able to look at um, how to set that right space, the environment, how to still create that trust and intimacy um, and being able to, you know, ultimately come to uh, a beautiful outcome for the group that they can they can say yeah that was you know beautiful time and i will be back mm-hmm. next week for for more you know it's yes. yeah Yes, you mentioned facilitation um, there is also this element of coaching it's also not only coaching because when okay. we are doing only team or group coaching mm-hmm. um, there is the element of bringing people in um, and at the same time um, using uh, verbal uh, cues Mm -hmm. a lot. It is a lot about the expression and we can invite a moment of silence but actually the the interaction is really part of uh, a lot of different uh, coaching groups and Mm -hmm. and, uh, coaching teams uh, Mm -hmm. structures. With mindful circles, that coaching comes as part of the inquiry Mm. and uh, the practice uh, is almost an invitation for each person to explore their own terrain inward. Mm. And this is where the practice becomes the key. What kind of practice are we really bringing inside? So I'm really excited Mm. about bringing these two elements uh, together um, and, and... 
you know, like how do we expand the portfolio of, of a coach mm. Um, mm. and coaching presence in terms of, of the voice, um, the tempo, right. when to bring a little bit more authority, when to withdraw completely into the silence, when is it going off the the mindfulness topic, you know, it, it, it is um, it is fascinating to observe. And you mentioned this group, uh, collective consciousness, which is such a vast topic. I mean, when we start going into that, we, we, as we are realizing, like, oh wow, like we we would need ten years for this, and uh, in yeah. the best case scenario, right? Um, but yeah, it is beautiful to, with all of that, still understand that community comes together, people do connect together, and the essence of it, the essence of the mindful circles mm-hmm. is, is really to build a community. Absolutely. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And as uh, Thich Nhat Hanh said, that, you know, the next, in 21st century, we're not looking anymore at it in enlightened leader. Um, mm. It's not an individual. It's actually uh, it's the community uh, that is uh, enlightened, and and right. maybe this is one kind of like attempt to bring an idea of how that could work, uh, so that we we really build um, aware, conscious communities where emotions are are um, talked about and held. In, with vulnerability at, at its core, right, and and deepening that intimacy through that work is is really really outstanding. Yeah, and I mean you've been um, uh, you've been I don't I don't know the word um, it's the right word, but the war has brought about this this new idea of peace circles. Yes, um, and there's been. Um, an intention of wanting to bring people together um, through those peace circles. Can you touch a little bit more on mm. on your journey towards towards mm. that? Yeah. Well, you know, to be honest, in in 2015, I um, so I've been working with a meditation teacher. He's um, an Indian uh, yogi mm. uh, that brings many different traditions, and uh, I um, I worked with him uh, since 2004 or five. Mm. Um, so he became a friend and in 2015 um, we we talked I, I went quite deep into meditation at that time mm. so we were meeting two times uh, a week and, and he was kind of like uh, we were all talking a lot about the world order and mm. what was happening in the world uh, at that time and we were both Talking about the 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 uh, that something is brewing that, that the unrest that mm. that the polarity um, and you know and that was a time when when Trump was uh, was uh, becoming a little bit more present uh, mm. in in on the world kind of like political mm. arena and different style of leadership started to emerge uh, from mm. something that was. Uh, I think before that it was a lot about authenticity, compassion, and 
And then suddenly different leaders started to emerge. And so we were talking about this and I felt such urge to, to let people know that it's important to, to have the peace, right? So coming from the country where the war uh, mm-hmm. uh, lasted for 10 years, um, uh, the theme of, of war brings a lot of emotions for me, right? And that's when my kind of like mission came up and I thought like, okay, it takes two to create a community, really. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mm-hmm. need to be many people. And, and I will go, and, and if I bring uh, support one person mm. to um, have peace within, uh, to have peace inside of them, you know, like I really followed like a butterfly effect. So that person mm. is going to go and they will create peace in the whole world. And I mm. honestly believe that that was possible. So that one person that I'm connecting with, that, that manages to resolve some um, inner peace or find inner peace in that session, mm-hmm. um, that can they can actually go and, and create a bigger peace in the world. Mm-hmm. From there, uh, you know, I started basically Mindful Mondays where mm-hmm. I was saying, okay, we are going to do mindfulness. It was not yet that popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in Beijing mm-hmm. um, and so the, I was educating people so and some people would come up and so many times I would advertise for the group session but actually one person would, would come and I thought it doesn't matter one person mm-hmm. will go into their community and they can actually be that mm-hmm. catalyst of the peace mm-hmm. and um so I would just basically tell the person, you know, you're you're in luck. Today you get one-on-one session, right? <laughs> and uh, that was uh, really inspiring. People, instead of feeling like, oh, I'm alone and going like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I actually don't want to come. They would be like, yay, I got a <laughs> coaching session that is really <laughs> kind of like uh, at a very low cost. And... Uh, and and bit by bit, basically, that kind of attitude really mm-hmm. started to bring more people along. And, uh, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I really think that that is the part of uh, creating mindful circles. I have heard right. in many different situations that I heard of a story of somebody attending a retreat, silent retreat, and then coming back to their organization and saying, on Wednesday, I will sit and have a, a silent uh, hour mm-hmm. and they said like the first week you know like one person appeared on the second mm-hmm. week there were three of them sitting and then they were sitting for uh, one month together and then after a while the, the room was full right? mm-hmm. amazing well it, it takes me back to the a time when um, I signed up for the Vipassana uh, retreat 10 right. day silent retreat and there must have been 100 to 150 people for 10 days in this retreat center complete silence so you you didn't even know the name of the person that you were sharing a room with for 10 days um but yet there was there was something that was holding this these hundred and hundred these over 100 people in this space eating together like sharing living quarters, going and meditating for hours a day um, for 10 days. Um, and so so there is something 
powerful that also goes kind of beyond words um, that draws people to the same place around the same time, but for many, many different reasons. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And and they are, um, you know, as part of, of silent retreats, there are tar Dharma talks and mm -hmm. we can always go and, and meet with someone in different traditions, right? Like That's a right. different That's style right. would, would be there mm -hmm. as well. And even creating silent circles, you know, like as, as a theme of, of the group and building mm -hmm. the community, it doesn't need to be necessarily a, a retreat, a 10 day right. retreat. It could be right. just sitting for a, one hour and, you know, wondering, like even having an element of coaching, mm -hmm. right? Uh, could be just ending with an inquiry. Right. That's right. And that one question can can bring so much awareness mm -hmm. and um, you know like I mean we will be talking about it uh, how to create agreements and mm -hmm. uh, how to bring trust and intimacy in the group these are really really uh, important elements um, and also how to do in the group setting right like what happens with the action really like how mm. this awareness and action and how can we be like check in and find out where we are um, mm. again maybe a little bit more different when building the community when it comes to um, a team coaching maybe uh, right. um, follow-up actions are a little bit more tangible right um, and there's yeah. and there's you know a lot a lot to that to say to that because when you look up sort of this idea of group coaching, a lot of the literature uses teams and group interchangeably, right? And so, um, but there there is very distinct differences um, between them. <clears throat> um, but the one thing that uh, ICF has done so well is they've taken a lot of the the core competencies of coaching and have have recreated them or built on supplementary aspects of, of competencies um, based around what what team coaching is and so but I think to that point of saying like there is this idea of team people who know each other are there for the same reason and are being coached for intentional purpose um, as opposed to a group which is a many collective individuals coming together um, with perhaps different aspects of what they want to get out of the, the time together. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's these guidelines are, are important, not only for the development of the coach, mm -hmm. but also, uh, I think, to, just to have the idea of mm -hmm. um, how we are nourishing the clients, really, mm -hmm. because ultimately it is really... Uh, competencies are very client focus right like mm -hmm. we are out or in there to serve the client and um, yeah it, it is really important to to have have an understanding how much are we um, hindering that growth how much mm -hmm. are we um, building the the collective uh, <laughs> unconscious right like without mm -hmm. even knowing that we are doing that Mm -hmm. um, and because community will create their own rules and and um, their 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 own kind of like um, uh, synergies, and if we are not clear with the agreements, 
somebody who is new to the community can suddenly mm. come in with something that it kind of like just throws a bomb. Um, and that actually happened, uh, interestingly, only twice I actually asked people to leave um, mm. uh, in seven years. Um, and, and yeah, for two different reasons. Uh, one person was was kind of like confronting another participant in the community and and there was no compassion right mm. like it was more attacking or going into who is right and so the principles of mindfulness were really not not there mm -hmm. and um, another another person was really uh, trying to apply was was coming to the mindful uh, monday and wanting to apply different practice and was questioning mm -hmm. everything about mindfulness right and and basically I, you know like all i said is you know this is mindful monday it is a mindfulness practice and if you're not interested maybe it's better to leave and and mm -hmm. that's exactly what happened right mm -hmm. so we need to be clear with how we invite yes. the the and the community to participate as well so right. agreements and are really mm -hmm. crucial right absolutely so as to manage expectations and to also <clears throat> set what those expectations are right in terms of way of way of being and showing up and how we respect the group and um, how do we show show that respect and, and honoring um, because it's not just the the coachy that helps to cultivate the trust and the safety it's everybody in the group yes right it's ultimately everybody's responsibility to to take that and to um and be mindful of those elements um because perhaps someone on the receiving end of that conversation you know might feel well maybe it may not be the space for me if this is if this is how the response is going to be um and so it's 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 a it's a collective responsibility. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And speaking of that, I I think at that time you were um, already in uh, having um, having the second uh, pregnancy, and I'm not sure if you were mm -hmm. on that session. Mindful mothers. We had one mother who had so much built up pressure inside mm -hmm. of her. And she literally asked for permission to express her anger. And and the group uh, agreed. Mm. And she raged. She literally raged about what was she experiencing in her motherhood. Mm. And that moment of just mothers sitting around and nodding and a, kind of like allowing, two mothers were just holding her and like mm. while while she was sobbing, right? Like and the others were just sitting silently with eyes closed and nodding and hands on their 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 mm. hearts. Mm. It was so mm. compassionately uplifting mm. that it was amazing. Unbelievable. Mm. That was wow. such a strong session. And and just understanding what it happens when, when someone actually has asks for permission right like when mm -hmm. a member of community says this is what i need can you hold me right. and we all know how are we going to hold it that ultimately the, the 
you know, mindful space is the compassionate space. It is. Absolutely. It was really, really amazing to experience. Wow. And and as I'm you know coming to learn now about vulnerability, um, when you when you are experiencing another person's vulnerability, it almost gives you that permission to then open up yourself. Yes. Right. There's a there's an indirect invitation of of wanting to share, and mm-hmm. that just deepens the connection with the, with the whole group. Right. Um, whether the the people within the group change or shift you know that that's going to be a safe space that um you can come to and and share those those experiences yes i'm really excited we are diving Mm. deeper into from from uh, doing it so from doing into a little bit more understanding what is underneath underneath and and through our research there's more and more is is coming up um, so I'm, I'm really excited about this program that we are going to be sharing with um, the community of coaches who are interested right. to apply mindfulness as, as the way of their, the, as their uh, portfolio. And mm-hmm. um, uh, there, there will be more coming. So in the last podcast, we were mentioning also about the, um, uh, the, the module about compassion so that we, we are also talking about compassionate leadership is the next mm. uh, theme so uh, when we are looking at the whole wholeness of mm. a mindfulness uh, coach right like I, I believe there is these topics are really coming in together um, mm. and, and as the path is opening up uh, there is excitement about really sharing this and uh, really seeing how that community of coaches who are interested in these topics mm. come together. Absolutely. There's many layers that you can add into your into your coaching and we're just excited to, to explore that with all of you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> Maybe we can uh, complete here and... Uh, uh, enjoy uh, the rest of the day and looking forward to step into my green as well. <laughs> your garden awaits yes. My, yes my garden awaits exactly and as the the, the sun uh, slowly settles and then it's getting slightly darker yeah enjoy your evening and i'm looking yes. forward to our net, next podcast amazing until then be well Bye.